0: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the Stinkin'
1: Truth Podcast with Mark Schlareth,
0: presented by Sweet Sweat. Hey, welcome into the Stinkin' Truth Podcast. Your host, uh, Mark Schler, along with my co host, uh, Mike Evans. And I want to thank the great folks over at Sweet Sweat. For sponsoring the program, being the presenting sponsor of the program for all your exercise needs, it's Sweet Sweat. You can find out more at sweetsweat.com. I'm taking my bands this weekend. I tell you what, I'm giddy as a schoolgirl. <laughs> as giddy as a schoolgirl because I am on the road in Atlanta calling Seahawks at Atlanta, and I cannot wait to get on the plane Later on, we're, we're doing this right now. It's Thursday afternoon. I cannot wait to get on the plane uh, Thursday afternoon and head out to Atlanta. America's guest is back, everybody. Yes, yeah, me. So get ready. Yep. You know, he's he's back in airports all across America. That familiar cry out of, hey, stink. Yeah. You know, we'll, we'll echo around airports again. We haven't heard it since the middle of March. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you are somebody who over the last 20 years have oh, traveled. I have. I, I'm, I put on. Think about this. I have flown in the last twenty years oh it just this is just on United so this doesn't count the other flights I've been on I have flown over two and a half million miles domestically oh, all on United that's nuts I mean it's just it's just absolutely insane so if you see like it I will be the guy who looks like me at the airport. So yeah. if you see the guy who looks like me, it's me. It's him. Go ahead and say hi. I, I uh, always appreciate that. Oh, also picked up a new sponsor. I cannot wait. Jay Cornegay, the, uh, uh the vice president of operations for Superbook. Going to join us for the Moneymaker Picks, the great folks over at Superbook, sponsoring the program as well. So we're presented by Sweet Sweat, built by Superbook. Uh, let's get rolling, Mike. Uh, what do you got for me? Well, it, it's it, it's a little bit of news first before we get to some of the games and some of the storylines, but uh, Akid Tlaib, who we got a chance to, to see here in oh, Denver, colorful a character, great player, uh, decide to hang it up, but... Dropped a little bombshell on the way out. He did. He's got this uh, podcast that he's doing, I guess. And um, the bombshell was this: that uh, one, Bill Belichick, no less authority on football than Bill Belichick, reached out and offered him a job. Now you may be asking yourself, well, what job would Bill Belichick? Is it a coaching job? Is it uh, like what is, is it? Scouting? Is it what he's retired? So. Certainly. I mean, did he try to coax him out of retirement to start at the cornerback position? No, none of those things. More specific than that, Mike. And I think this is what sets Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots apart. This is why I think they are historically or historically probably the best franchise or the biggest or most dominating franchise um, that we have seen, at least certainly recently, why they're so dynastic. He offered him an opportunity to play for the New England Patriots. I believe $5 million was what uh, Akib Talib said. Just to play and match up against tight ends. Now, if you remember, and I'll go all the way back. This is years ago. And it was really one of the first times we ever saw it. Akib Talib was the number one corner for the New England Patriots. And what they did, they were playing New Orleans. And they slid him down over Jimmy Graham and matched him up against Jimmy Graham. And he went mano a mano in that game in New Orleans with Jimmy Graham and, and pretty much shut him down. This is when Jimmy Graham was running roughshod through the National Football League. And and so when you think about it, like when I break down a game, so I am breaking down a game for Fox and I'll go, okay, give me base. Base to me is first and 10 and second down and five minus, okay? Give me all their base plays. Usually in that package, probably... Forty-five plays are, are, are forty forty-five plays are in that kind of base package, right? All right, now let's give me sub package. Sub package for me is second down and six plus, third down and six plus, right? That's you're usually throwing the football in those situations, right? So in in third downs, the average third down of any team is usually they usually you usually have about fifteen opportunities on third down, th- 15 third down somewhere in there, right? And of those fifteen, at least probably half of them are gonna be third and six plus. So you're talking about probably in those situations having tight ends split out, maybe it's a little bit more, maybe let's call it ten. You know, there may be in there a couple third down and twos, right? So let's call it of the fifteen, you'll have five, third down, and three minuses, and the rest of them are gonna be three third down and five to six plus, right? So let's say you've got ten opportunities there. Second down, same thing. You got another ten opportunities. Second down, six plus. So you're talking about twenty potential opportunities. So you're saying, Akeeb, come into organ organization, be a dog, be a mentor, be what you are, be what you've always been. We'll pay you five million dollars for twenty snaps a, a, a game, to come in and cover the toughest tight ends in football. You want to talk about thinking outside the box where most people will look at that and go, well, we don't want to spend $5 million for 20 plays a game. I mean, you know, it's fiscally irresponsible. And Bill Belichick is like, it's fiscally irresponsible not to pay $5 million for a specialist like that. Here's what sets them apart. Don't ask me what a guy can't do or what a guy can't be. Ask me what he can be. And can we win with that? Can we specialize? This game has never been more specialized than it is now. And it's what sets him apart. There's a bunch of teams would look at that and go, well, we're not going to pay that for that. Well, we'll develop a kid. We'll do it. No, he's like, no, this gives us a chance in these. Give me these 20 plays. And if we can shut down Travis Kelsey, or we can shut down one of these guys in those situations, We win. That's what sets them apart. They think they just think differently than everybody else. You know, it's just it's just proof that you know even with Brady gone, New England remains fascinating. You know, when I when I think of the biggest storylines of this season, how New England moves on without Brady. And maybe we get the answer to the question. Was it Brady or was it Belichick? Right. Do you think we'll get the answer? This year, will it be clear? No, I don't. I don't think it will be. Cl- I don't think it will be clear because I think Cam Newton comes in. Obviously, he's been named the starter, Mike. But think about w- where you are with Cam Newton. Like, I think New England, and you've said this, and I'll steal it because you yeah, are you my, you're my intellectual property. it's just mine. It's yours. New England gonna roll out of bed and win eight or nine games. It, that's just that's what they're used to. Yeah. And and Cam Newton's gonna. I like. Like, everybody's like, oh. I saw a, a line for the New England Patriots, even with Cam Newton, at 5-11. and 11. You are high if you think that the New England Patriots are going 5-11. and 11. And for all those people that thought they were tanking for uh, Trevor Lawrence, the fact that they would come out and offer a keep to leave $5 million to come out of retirement and just play against tight ends shows me that they have no intention of just rolling over and handing over that division to the Buffalo Bills. I think they win the division. So they're a great storyline. I don't think you're going to get clarity, though, because of this. Like, I think they're going to win, right? And and Belichick will be like, see, I win without Brady. But I think Tampa Bay is going to win. I think Tampa Bay's coming in and, and people say, see, Tampa Bay couldn't win anything until they got Brady. And so I don't think there will be any clarity because I think you talk about New England being a great story. The, new, uh, the, the Tampa, is there anybody that's more intriguing this year right now than Tampa Bay? No, no. To start the season, they are the team I want to watch. Right. I, I need to see every one of their games. Maybe I won't watch them live. I don't know. But I need to watch every single one of their games. And right now, uh, on on Wednesday practice, Mike Evans did not. He's got a soft tissue injury. The great you, yeah. Mike Evans. Not you, Mike Evans. <laughs> I have but a lot the, of soft tissue. You, you're, <laughs> you have... I none of your soft tissue is injured, but it's there. I can I can see it as we sit. Yes. Lots of soft tissue. Lots issues. of soft tissue. Um, but you know, I still look at them with three like legit matchup nightmare tight ends. Leonard Fournette now, you know, out of the out of just purgatory, which is Jacksonville, getting a fresh starting opportunity. He's a battering ram. Like I look at this team and I'm like, this team is gonna be a bitch. They are going to be tough, and then that defense that's going to complement that defense under Todd Bowles' aggressive blitz, young, athletic, big. I, 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 I really think, I really think they got a chance to win that division. I think New Orleans wins the division because I think if, there's going to be there's going to be some figuring it out early, but I think toward the end of the year, Tampa Bay is just going to be a juggernaut. You know what we're talking about? Fascinating teams, the the Cowboys. Are genuinely fascinating. Not the ram down our throats by the national media telling us that, you know, Dallas is is interesting, but I think they're legitimately interesting because, man, it's it's you know, it's crap or get off the pot time, isn't it? It is not it It like how many how many times like I saw, I saw I I don't know, some prediction. Oh, I think it was ESPN that ran a simulated season, right? And they went through all these machinations and they ran 20,000 games, or whatever the hell it was. 20,000 different simulations. Yeah, 20,000 yep. different simulations, and it turned out the uh, turned out the Super Bowl was uh, the chiefs and the Cowboys and the chiefs winning the Super Bowl through their simulations. And listen man, the cowboys head to the Rams. they're opening up that new stadium in Los Angeles. And the Cowboys are giving three points. Like, I wouldn't—I don't trust the Cowboys to win at home. I like—the the emotional maturity of that football team, their ability to read their own bullshit press clippings, to me, is what—it's it, what derails them. It's their owner slash general manager, the, the hype machine. Like, when I go in to a great steakhouse in Texas, you know what I order— I don't order a piece of fish, right? I order a damn steak. That's what I order. And what the Cowboys have sold since their 90s championship run, they've sold sizzle. They are, I mean, they are a steak restaurant that just sells the sizzle. They just bring you out a plate of sizzle, and all you do is, ah, thank you, and then you, you know, check, please. Like, it's just the smell. I want to eat steak, and I don't trust them to deliver steak. I just don't. They they sell sizzle. They don't sell steak. So until I see some emotional maturity from the Dallas Cowboys, uh, you know what? I will pick them to stumble around through the season, have three games that they look great, then three games look like they, they've never played before, and I expect them at the end of the year to be 8-8, eight and 9-7, eight, and seven, and... And until they prove otherwise, that's that's how I see them. God, there's so many fascinating stories. Ben Roethlisberger's return in Pittsburgh. Mm. Um, You know, Drew Brees can can he can he break through and win another Super Bowl? Aaron Rodgers, you know, can he silence the 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 doubters that are now uh, cropping up when it comes to where he's going? So many fascinating stories. I know this is kind of an under the radar story, but you you have such empathy for players you you did you see what philly did with jason peters i know yes i did i know you love stories like this i do because it's the kind of thing that galvanizes the locker room you know so many people in sports and and fans try to take out the human element right you look at players and You know, they're robots, right? They make a lot of money so we can yell at them and scream at them and tell them how bad they suck and all this, that, and the other. And I get that that's part of the deal, and I understand that. But the bottom line is players are human, and they have emotions and they have feelings, and and they are human. The other thing is there is a pecking order. There's a pecking order in football locker rooms in general that – There are guys you can mess with. There are guys that you can cut. There are guys that you can make sacrificial lambs, right? Because they don't have the respect of the locker room. And then there are guys that you don't, pardon my French, fuck with, right? There are some guys in a locker room. Jason Peters is that guy. This guy has more respect than anybody in the Philadelphia Eagles locker room. Now, they re-signed him. He's like 38 years old, he's played forever. He's one of my favorite players all time. They re-signed him to play guard. Now get this. Their starting left tackle gets hurt out for the season. They ask him to move back to left tackle. And you know what they did? He said, "Well, I'm going to need more money." And they said, "Yeah, you're right." And they gave him a new contract because he moved out to left tackle because it's a it let's frankly, it's just a tougher position. Mike I, my heart sings, because not only does he deserve it, not sinks, sings, sings. That's what sings. All he says, sings. No, sings. It, it sings because not only does he deserve it, but every guy in the Philadelphia yeah. Eagles locker room goes, "That's our organization," because yep. that's the right freaking thing to do, dude. It just makes me oof, makes oof. me giddy. <laughs> hey, you know what else makes me giddy? Uh, picking games, picking games. Because I whipped your ass last year. Yeah, we'll see, and uh, I'm gonna whip your ass this year, because it's time. Brought to you by Sportsbook for our moneymakers. All right, Mike. Hey, man, I'm so excited because we've got a new sponsor. The great folks at Superbook have listened to the podcast for years. As far as you know, that's the story I'm going with. They've listened for years, and they love our moneymaker picks because um, they love the fact that every year I seem to whip your ass in the moneymaker picks. And so Superbook sponsors the moneymakers. And guess what? We have a special edition this year. Not only are you and I going to pick, but Jay Cornegay, the vice president of Sportsbook, right? Is, is that right, Jay? Do I have that right? The vice president of all things Sportsbook um, or Superbook, excuse me.
1: It includes a really good parking spot too. So yeah, you
0: got it right. Yeah. The vice president of, of uh Superbook is joining us and he this is the guy that sets the lines, Mike. Yeah, Mark, I don't know how I feel about this. Last year it was just you and I dunking around with our picks. Now we got a professional like micromanaging our picks and now I'm really nervous. Yeah, well that's the now I feel pressure. That's the way it goes. Plus uh I got to be honest with you uh Jay I'm not uh, I'm not the uh, sharpest cheese in the fridge so I'm going to need some help um when it comes to uh you know giving our uh, listeners here at the stink truth podcast a little help from uh, SuperBook and uh, a little help from your knowledge about some of the prop bets and some of the things that maybe they should be looking at this weekend. But let's start with let's start with our picks. I can, will, can I ask really one yes, quick please, question? Go, I'm really please. curious, Jay. Um, with with the NFL being so different this year, with without any fans or with limited amount of fans, how much has that changed the way you guys set lines? You know, for for the home team uh this year compared to how maybe it would be in the past
1: well there's there's a couple of venues that certainly are going to be affected you know you talk about whole great great home field advantages including here in denver you look at kansas city you look at seattle you look at new orleans you know that could have an impact anywhere from one and a half to two points with no fans in the stands but there's a lot of them that most likely don't have any impact at all Uh, You certainly talk about like Miami and Jacksonville, teams that don't have a a great home field advantage, zero impact. And then you've you've got the middle tier that might have an impact of a point, but it's not as big as a lot of people think. But certainly those venues that uh, we talked about, like Kansas City and New Orleans, Denver, You know Seattle. You know that they're going to miss their fans, and uh, you know it's going to be an adjustment. But that's how we're going into the season. But we're certainly preparing for all different types of scenarios.
0: Okay. Well, since he's asking a question, so I've got it. Like it's kind of tit for tat. I've got to ask you: um, How much do the quarterbacks that play for particular teams? Is that the number one factor when setting a line? Is who the quarterback is for each team?
1: Well, yeah, and, and who the backup is. Uh, because people, there's a bigger adjustment between certain, you know, when when we were talking with Brady dropping out and then you have a rookie coming in, that's a huge impact. You know, uh, back in the day when when Elway, um, you know, got hurt or somebody like, you know, and hey, all due respect to Kubiak, but it's a huge adjustment in in the line. But then there's some teams, there's not that really big difference between the starter and the backup, you know. Uh, so it really varies, uh, but certainly, you know, the line is a, uh, going to have, uh, you know, adjustments according to who's, you know, taking those snaps. And some of those guys, uh, very little difference. And then others, like you got some of the superstars out there, you know, like Mahomes, if he were to go down and you have a backup coming in, that's going to be a huge adjustment.
0: Yeah, it really didn't uh, affect the Broncos game last year when Mahomes went down and, uh and they had a start. Who did they? Matt up, Moore. Yeah, yeah, Matt Moore. It really didn't. Uh, it really didn't. They change. covered easily. Yeah, they didn't change the line very much. <laughs> and then, of course, I mean, I know that you're you're being kind right now, and and you know you don't want me to get a big head, but the left guard is also a huge, uh, just a huge factor when setting a line. All right, let's have a little fun. <laughs> um let's have a little fun and let's make some picks so who's are you going first mike no you won last year yeah barely so champ, champions get a chance to uh defend first okay well good i'm glad you said that okay so as i go through the lines presented by sportsbook um uh, so here's what just catches my eye right off the bat the Miami Dolphins heading to New England. Now, they usually play New England. pretty. They play pretty tough. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to start this game. Um, I just feel like a lot of people are looking at the New England Patriots. Cam Newton's going to start. He brings a whole different element to the game. But they're looking at New England now that Brady's gone like, oh, they're going to roll over and tank for Trevor. I think they roll out of bed. And win nine games this year. And they may win 10 or 11. So uh, I, I'm i giving up, what was it, what am I giving up, Mike, six and a half? That's right. I'm giving up six and a hook. I, I, I will take that all day long. I like New England at least a touchdown over the Miami Dolphins. Okay, so that's my number one pick, Jay. So I will go to my number two pick. And... Um, I was I was out calling a game in Jacksonville last year where Phillip Rivers on his birthday hung about 40 on the Jacksonville Jaguars. It was the end of the season. It certainly won't affect them that they're not going to have fans. It may be a benefit not having fans because the Jacksonville Jaguars are used to never having fans in their stands. I mean, they're used to having 8,000 people in there, but uh, Phillip Rivers tore up that defense last year. Uh, that that just feels like a mess to me in Jacksonville. Everybody and their brother's uncle wants out of there. They've gotten read about three or four players. Indy giving up eight to Jacksonville on the road. I'm going to give the eight and I'm taking the Indianapolis Colts. And then finally, my last pick here, Mike and Jay, um, my last pick is the Dallas Cowboys traveling to the Rams to kick off the season. The Dallas Cowboys on the road giving three points to the Rams. And uh one thing I know about Dallas is Dallas will play to the level of whatever their competition is and they I they just I just feel dysfunctional to me. I don't think they go on the road and open up the season with a victory. I like the Rams, I'll take the 3. All right, Jay, all right. what do you think? What do you think, Jay?
1: Well, well, first of all, you guys know why I'm on this side of the counter, right? Because after you're doing this for 30 years, I still haven't figured this stuff out. I mean it, it's very difficult you know to pick winners uh, you know in the NFL, but uh, I, I really found this out about thirty years ago and decided to come on this side of the counter and accept the bet rather than try to make these picks. but I'm, you know I'm with you on the Colts. I think the Colts are are a little under the radar. I think they've got a great defense uh, Frank uh, you know Wright is a great coach he's felt, you know he's very familiar with. Rivers and Rivers was on his back a lot, you know, in San Diego or in LA. The offensive line for the Colts is really good, very solid. So I, that's an underrated team. I certainly like them in game one against the uh, Jaguars. But I'm going to go against you on this Cowboy team. I think this Cowboy team is going to be very good this year. Uh, I, I, they, they, the point differential that you're looking at last year, uh, even though the wins didn't come with that, look out for the Cowboys this year. They could uh, certainly surprise. Some folks out there uh even though i do respect the rams
0: all right let me uh let me give you uh my three jay and we're visiting with uh jay cornegay vp of uh, superbook operations and um all right i'll start with this uh my first one i'm gonna go with philly minus five and a half at the washington football team i just feel like this is going to be a uh, dude uh, your name is the washington football team how do you how do you yeah. you, you don't even have a you don't nickname. have a name so nah, why should why should I trust you in a, in a football game? Yeah, so I'm, yeah with, I'm, I'm with you. I'll on go that. with That's... Philly minus the uh, points. I um, cover right now. Right now, right. I covet that pick. You you cover yeah. And then I got the uh, Chargers minus the three at Cincinnati. Hey, Joe Burrow might be a, a star one day, but I, I think the 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 last uh, twelve or thirteen rookie quarterbacks to make their initial NFL start, they're winless in their, like, last 12 or 13. So give me the Chargers minus the three. And despite all the hype that surrounds Tom Brady and Tampa, early on I think there'll be some growing pains. I love the continuity of the, the Saints. Give me the Saints minus the three and a half at home. What do you think of those picks, Jay?
1: <laughs> well, I understand why you're taking, you know, the Eagles over that Washington football team. But I think that's just going to be a mess up there uh, all season long. So uh, I'll have to agree with you there um as far as the rookie quarterback situation and that makes a lot of sense i i, I didn't even know that sad as far as the first time starters um i don't trust the, the chargers uh you know laying points on the road uh i think burrow is going to be a great i think he's going to be a great rookie if he can just you know um, eliminate or at least reduce those turnovers which is proven you know at the highest level in the college uh college game that uh you know the Bengals could be pretty uh, decent uh, this weekend taking those points uh, from the Chargers. but um, overall I, I got it I can't say that I agree with it. all the picks there but most of them I do agree with I you know the other sleeper that I thought would be uh, looked at this week would be the Lions because the uh, Lions were doing pretty well last year before they suffered all those injuries look out for them I like them uh, this week uh, against the Bears laying three so uh, it's tough but uh, it's great to be talking about
0: football yeah it certainly is okay you you get the uh we'll give you that one you get the but you get you know what we'll start off this way you'll get the bonus pick uh you only have to pick one you get the bonus pick you got your bonus pick so uh uh we'll look forward to doing battle with you hey a couple of prop bets anything interesting out there for uh for our listeners that uh that you feel pretty good about from a prop bet standpoint
1: well, we we got a lot of things going on as far as the season-long propositions. You know, some of the teams I talked about, uh, you know, we got all the over-under season wins uh, posted for, you know, these teams. Uh, we actually had a $25,000 wager on the Broncos under 7.5 after the uh, the announcement of the injury to Vaughn, which we already adjusted, but uh, some heavy money coming in against the Broncos, uh, which I thought was interesting uh, all due respect, respect to Vaughn, but usually does, you don't see that type of money uh, coming in on a team that suffered a defensive injury. So, a lot of respect for uh, Vaughn's injury there. Um, the, the only other team that I would keep an eye on, I, I would say, you know, besides the Colts and the Lions, um, the Steelers. You know, the Steelers, despite, you know, the terrible quarterback play that they had with Rudolph and Hodges last year, I mean, Big Ben hurt in week two. They still almost made the playoffs. Look out for that team to uh, you know, come out and uh, you know, probably make the playoffs and maybe even a deep run. Uh,
0: Jay, what is it what's the uh what's the over under on wins for Pittsburgh?
1: Nine and a half under a dollar twenty, sir. So nine and a half for the Steelers. Wow. Nine
0: and a half. Yeah. I, I would uh I'd take the over on that. By the way, when it comes to the Broncos, you guys have them at seven and a half. I, I picked them at six wins before Vaughn Miller got hurt. So oh, um, just oh. let you know what, what I think. And of you that. like the Broncos, Jay. So how do you, how do you react to what happened with Vaughn here?
1: Well, like I said, you don't usually see that type of – I mean, the, the game itself on, on Monday night, I and mean, we had a pick before the injury – and then it shot up to two and a half, uh, you know, in favor of the Titans, you don't see that type of line movement for a defensive injury, no matter who it is. So the market really reacted to that, that injury. Um, You know, it's, it's such a tough division. I mean, they have a very difficult schedule like everybody else in in the AFC West. Um, I do think that they're getting to a point where um, they're starting to see some light at the end of the tunnel here with, with Locke and company that offensive line and, And, you know, Mark and I talked about it uh, before is, uh, you know, that right tackle situation still hasn't been figured out. So, you know, they're going to have to protect him, give him some time uh, to take advantage of some of the new weapons they have there. But uh, their defense is definitely above average to almost good. Um, So asking the Broncos to win eight
0: games, I don't think it's asking a lot. Interesting. Well you're wrong, Jay. Um, but I really appreciate you coming <laughs> wow. on the program, wow. Jay Cornegate, Vice Love President it. It. of Superbook Operations, You've been joining us all year and uh and critiquing our uh, absolutely horrible picks. Jay, thanks so much, man. We really appreciate you, and we'll talk to you again next week. All right, that does it for the Stingy Truth Podcast. Uh, for our great sponsors, uh, the great folks over at SweetSweat, SweetSweat.com, super book. Thank you guys so much. For Jay, our guest, appreciate you, Jay. For Mike, I am Mark. Man, I, I tell you what, guys, enjoy week one NFL. Let's freaking go.